Welcome to a Holy Mess podcast with me, His Holy Mess, Father Paul Hulis. This is a podcast to encourage, entertain, and give hope to those of us who are striving to find holiness in a very messy world. It's also a podcast for all those who identify as a holy mess, like me, hence His Holy Mess. Are we not all in some way, because of our weaknesses and our sinfulness, a holy mess? Yet the good news is that God, who is supremely pristine and pure, entered the depths of our mess and the mess of this world and made it holy. And he doesn't just clean up the mess in our lives, but he redeems it, uses it, and turns our mess into a beautiful message of hope. So tune in, bring your mess with you, and join me for a clean but very messy podcast. One, two, three. Welcome back, Holy Messes, to another episode of A Holy Mess with His Holy Mess, Father Paul. Uh, this is a very interesting, I have a feeling this is going to be a very good episode because um, it's going to be very practical, very simple. Uh, I had a whole other episode planned and the guests had to reschedule it right away. I had to reschedule it last second, which is totally cool. Um, and so I was already talking to some people See, social media has a lot of blessings, all right? Uh, it has a lot of curses and a lot of negative things, but in, there's this Catholic community of people that are just friends through social media. We may not have even ever met in person, but we like each other's posts, we follow each other, uh, we encourage each other. And so I had recently saw the movie Barbie for research purposes only, I promise, not merely entertainment. And um, I said, you know what? A lot of people are trashing this movie. Tra Let me see if I could pull out some like theological gems that I could kind of evangelize and catechize. And so I basically just posted about that, that I just saw Barbie and that I'm going to do an episode about the theology of the body and the different themes in Barbie. And so uh, there is a woman on Facebook named Rachel. Am I saying it right? Schulte? Schulte that shared my post and uh, encouraged it. And so we were messaging back, back and forth. And I said, Hey, you know what? Uh, I know we don't know each other, but I need to do an episode last second. And uh, I'm thinking about the topic, how to get just a little bit closer to God. Do you have anything that you can say about that? And she's like, yeah. Uh, and here we are. So Rachel, welcome to a holy mess. I am beyond grateful for your last second readiness willingness thank you thank you thank you welcome rachel rachel bless you god bless you well thank you i'm very grateful to be here this is totally up my alley and even though i've never done a podcast before i this is my favorite thing to talk about so <laughs> it is uh, what, what is your favorite thing to talk about um just the journey just um this amazing journey that we are on that i want everybody to be on amen amen the journey of faith well first of all uh, not just for my listeners, but for me. I mean, like, who are you? Who oh. who who are you? Who is Rachel Schulte? Right? Oh. We're not. We, we get into the theology of the body. It's not what you do. It's who you are. So, who are you? Who am I? Okay. Well, um, I guess in the in the deepest 
sense, you know, I am, you know, I'm seeking, I'm seeking the ends for which I was created, which is nothing short of total union with God. Um, and in the meantime, the roles that I fulfill um, on that path, um, well, I'm 38 years old. I'm a mother to two children. I stay at home and I homeschool them. And um, I have, um, you know, the Lord's been cultivating a lot of um, desires in my heart and been helping illuminate a lot of the gifts and things that he's given me that I feel I'm being called to utilize in the coming years. And so I kind of, you know, cultivating that while raising my family and yeah. Awesome. Beautiful. And you said that you have some children that you're going to have to put to bed soon. How old are you? How many children do you have and how, and how old are they? I have two children. My little girl is six and my son is 12. Wow. Awesome. And how long have you been married? Uh, I've been married um, to my husband. Yeah. <laughs> I'm terrible with dates and numbers. Um, sorry, I'm putting you on the spot. I'm sorry. I do remember. Um, so Anna is six. And so we, we, we were married seven years this year. And so my son, he's 12. And he's from a previous relationship. And um, a lot of that complexity and struggle in my life um, is what brought me into the church and really? it's where theology of the body healed me and um, just motivated me uh, to throw myself on the Lord uh, because my ways were not working. And the most pivotal you know, moment was when I just, you know, I fell to my knees and I just, I didn't even know what I was praying or where I was going to be led. But with all my heart, I just said, Lord, my ways are not working. And I don't even know your ways very well, but if you show me, I will follow you because I can't do this. I, I've tried <laughs> and it, you know, it just missed the mark every time. Well, you know, I mean, you just already gave away th that you know, the topic of this, of this episode is, you know, how can I get just a little bit more closer to God? And by you saying, Lord, my ways are not working. I need you. Like, that's the thing. Like we don't, it, it doesn't have to be overly complicated. You know, it's like, well, how do I get closer to God? Well, you know, you got to do this and you got to do this and you got to, you know, pray the rosary and you got, it's like, well, how about it? It starts off with <clears throat> the fact that like, the Lord desires greatly. Like, it's not like he, God is distant and we have to do all these things to get close to him. The Lord is, is dying, pun intended, or has died, you know, for us to get close to him, literally for us to get close to him. And so something as beautiful as your prayer of, may I call it desperation, yeah. uh, your, your prayer of like, Lord, I can't, but, but you can. I mean, yeah, he, he, he loves when his children cry out to him. He doesn't love when his children are in pain necessarily, but he mm -hmm. loves when his children are, are, are cry out to him. And I mean, you're, you're piquing my interest. So I, I'm thinking like, Oh, maybe I could do like an entire interview just with her about her story and her conversion and how she brought it. Because like, that's a huge thing. Like I didn't even mean to put you on the spot. I was just thinking like, Oh, okay. How, how long you're married. And then bam, you shared this witness of something that happened in your life that, led you even closer to God, not further away from, mm -hmm. but closer to, you know? So thank you. And yeah. thank you for your yes. Thank you for your willingness. And I'm so 
uh, grateful that you have experienced the Lord's healing mercy. Mm, yes. And, and yes. that I think more, you know, a lot of my episodes, you know, these b- big topics or these different, you know, Catholic celebrity names that are coming on and stuff like that. And maybe something times we just got to keep it simple and go back to basics, you know, um, how can I get just a little bit closer to God? And I want you all to know, all of you who are listening and all of you who are watching, that it just starts with opening your heart just a little bit, mm-hmm. just opening up your heart just a little bit. You see, God, he, is, he desires, he's like the hound of heaven, mm-hmm. you know? He, 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 remember the, the parable of the lost sheep? You know, he leaves the 99 sheep he, to find the one that is lost. To find, so he's searching you, Rachel. He's searching us first. It's not like we. It's really, oh, how do we find him? How do I find God? We hear people say, well, "I found God." You know, where was he? Well, he's he's seeking us. Yeah, we want to be found, and it seems like. And I, trust me, I have a, I have, I have a story. I mean, I was, I was found as well. So, um, but I, I, I want to be respectful of your time. And um, so why do, instead of me just talking, 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 how about I ask you first, what are some ways that you have and what are some ways that you can let people know how could they get just a little bit closer to God? Okay, sure. Um, so that the last story I shared, you know, that was, you know, that was like the big, you know, point of conversion um, that set me on the path. But, you know, there's been, there's so much that's ha- happened since then. Um, it's a continual process, you know, and at that point in my life, while I had a very significant personal encounter with the Lord, because like you said, and feel free to, I mean, no pressure, but feel free to get into that one more if you want. Sure. I, totally okay. up to you. Okay, sure. Um, you know, like you said, God is just white hot on all of us. He is just waiting, you know, for opportunities. You know, it's the the block is on our part. You know, the the, the blocks are are the, are the, is, well, and it's also just part of, you know, development too, you know, as a, you know, as a mother, I can be really, really eager to want to bring my children to God, but they also have to develop, you know, Jesus was fully human. He was fully divine. We also have to develop as human beings. And then, you know, grace works on that nature as well. But a lot of us have a lot of these, um, you know, deficiencies and areas that have to be worked out. Um, so the path of getting closer to God over the last, you know, uh, I don't know, I guess it was about 10, 10 years ago that I had that really um, significant encounter was, you know, just constantly checking my beliefs, um, you know, and also getting, you know, like in the Holy Spirit, you know, the Holy Spirit con- comes and convicts us of our sin you know, and seeing all the ways that I was missing the mark when it comes to love. And this, you know, per, you know, this wanting to be closer to God is about deepening a relationship. And so we don't want to settle for anything that is less than what love requires. And so really through marriage and motherhood, you know, good Catholic marriage and, and motherhood, I'm learning more and more about what the human heart longs for in relationship. And sometimes we have suppressed some of those longings. And sometimes it can be scary to get vulnerable and be honest and open about all of our ourselves and maybe the parts we don't like about ourselves. 
but you can't be in a relationship if you don't do those things, you know, you, and then you also have to take ownership for your part in the relationship and the ways that you're compromising it. What are the, what are the attitudes of the mind and the heart that we all have in different ways that are obstacles to a deepening love relationship? Uh, so, so those are things where it's like, you know, the path is just this continual um, experience of deepening and, and more self-knowledge and more uh, just more opening up of oneself to receive this amazing gift that is so immense we can't even comprehend it, <laughs> but we take it on faith that it is just, it's, you know, our ultimate fulfillment and we're wired this way. But we have to we have to be honest with ourselves and feel those things and not suppress them. Well, yeah. What do you mean by that? Speak to that for a second. Well, I, I think sometimes, um, you know, whether we get conditioned this way or we just have limiting thoughts about what love really is, that we kind of limit God in his goodness and his abundance and just his love for us that a lot of times the gifts that God is longing to give is so beyond our comprehension at any given time um, because we have limitations in our own minds about what God will or will not do or what God desires or doesn't desire based on maybe, maybe human interactions, maybe ways that we've been hurt. Um, that can be a real barrier to our relationship with God because as humans, you know, we are messy and we hurt one another and, a lot of times the weaknesses in our human relationships can then get cast upon our relationship with God. And that can really hold us back, you know, because. Yeah. Yeah. Um, well, because we can't, we, we can't see God. Right. Yeah. And, but we can see others. And I, I know there's a lot of people that they, and I don't want to say it's an excuse because they are truly hurt, but they've been so hurt by other people that they wonder, well, you know, why did God do this to me? Or, you know, if, if God was all good or if God exists, then why would this have happened? Or why would the, there have been this evil in the world? Or why would God allow me to go through that much suffering and through that much pain? You know, if he's all powerful, if he's all good, if he really, really loves me, how could he possibly have let that happen? Right. And these are serious situations, real situations, you know, uh, and I'm not just talking about, you know, like the problem of evil or the problem of suffering like you know you said that, that i had dr kreeft on a couple months ago and we we mm -hmm. spoke about that you know uh, um but <clears throat> excuse me there was a woman i was at a uh, uh a restaurant today just by myself i just went in really quick to get a a salad uh and i say that uh emphatically because i'm trying to lose weight but anyway so uh and i was sitting by uh on uh, i wasn't sitting at the bar but i was sitting like in the bar section on a high top and i overheard a woman talking to the bartender it was actually like it was kind of like this like woman was going to confession on my i'm telling you, like the bartenders they probably hear more stuff than priests for real for real 
And she was going on and on and on and on about God and about Mm -hmm. people. And Mm -hmm. she got on the phone and she was saying like really terrible things to this person, then got off the phone and then like was complaining about this person and God and blah, 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 blah. And I'm like, wow, like, Lord, I don't think that it's, I don't think it's a coincidence that I'm here right now at all. She has no idea that a Catholic priest is sitting right behind her. So I'm like, okay, Lord, give me the courage. Give me the courage. And um, I waited, I waited, I waited. And then I went up to her and I said, hey, listen, um, I wasn't eavesdropping on your conversation. I happen to be sitting right behind you. And I heard you talking a lot about God. And I just want to let you know that that I'm a Catholic priest. And, uh, and I gave her my card if you ever want to talk. And she immediately started crying and she wasn't angry. She was like, she, you could see it was like, no, like that had to be from God. And she just looked at me. She didn't know me from a hole in the one. She said, I will call you. Like Mm -hmm. I will call you. So even, even her like venting about God Mm -hmm. can be a prayer. Yes. And, And I hope, I hope that she sees that not uh, it's not about me it's about what the lord did it but that that he put a priest right in her presence when she was really broken when she was that's... really hurt wow yeah you know what i'm saying like exactly. that's how god works well, truly and and i like what you're saying too about the brutal honesty you know some of my prayers have not been very nice at times you know and that's honestly, one of the ways that I got even closer to God, and that was a few years ago, you know, just a few years ago, I was going through a really difficult time. And I just, I was angry. And I just kind of, you know, in prayer, I just kind of let him have it, I guess, you know, I just, and I, my part of my prayer, and this something that I've really wrestled with, too, um, is this problem of suffering. And, you know, God, if you love me so much, then why did you make me to suffer? Because I suffer and it hurts. And it and and when my kids suffer, I just want to take it away from them so bad because I love them so much. And so I just couldn't wrap my mind around this God who loves me so much, but he doesn't remove all of my suffering. And so I went through, you know, a lot of exploration of that. And those angry prayer moments, like you said they were actually worked to my favor because I actually came out even stronger with just my honesty and just, you know, he can handle it. And yeah. sometimes we have to be very raw, you know, yeah. and, and, and it's not always pretty. <laughs> I think that that is what the Lord, the Lord is blessing this right now, because I think that is the number one, the first way that I will say to the listeners and to those viewing right now, um, absolute raw honesty. How do you get a little bit closer to God? Be completely open and honest with him and do not be afraid to hold back. I mean, I mean, sorry, uh, do not hold back. Be not afraid. Don't feel like you need to hold back because you can't say this to him or you can't say that to him or you know you're supposed to forgive so you can't just like, just be be naked, okay, uh, not literally, physically, but like be naked with God, your your heart, completely open. You know, <clears throat> Christopher West talks about the scene in Forrest Gump where Lieutenant Dan is, you know, up, uh, they're in the, in the storm, him uh, and Forrest are in a terrible storm out in their boat, and he's up, cur- like 
you know, cursing the heavens, not cur literally cursing God, but just like, you know, smite me, almighty, you know, say all this stuff that happened to him in the war and everything like that. And as soon as he gets done, like really letting God have it, there's an absolute peace and a calm. There's mm. a peace and a calm and he finds peace. Now I'm not, by the way, I am not saying it's okay to curse God. Like to literally, that's not what I'm saying. What I'm saying is it is okay to take your, the deepest rage that you have, the deepest hurt it, and to talk to him about it. Okay. To talk to him about it. I mean, look at Job, look at the book of Job. Job went on and on and on and on and on. Did the Lord smite him? No, he did not. He, 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 the Lord, I mean, his response to him was amazing. Like, you know, where were you when I did this and you did that, but basically I'm God and you're not trusting me. I love you. But first and foremost, uh, you know, I'm a part of a, of a 12 step fellowship, uh, which, you know, pe people know about, I'm an open book about that. And my sponsor once said to me, he's like, you know, I'm not exactly sure if you're really being very honest with God about you know, like your desires, because mm -hmm. you're telling me that when a temptation comes into your head, you're like, oh, well, yeah, God, help me. I don't want to think about this. He goes, instead of saying, God, I don't want to think about this. Why don't you say, hey, God, I actually really, really want to think about this. Hey, God, I really want to think about doing this. Hey, God, I want to think about relapsing. Like, don't be like, oh, I can't think about this. I can't think about this because that's what you were saying. That's like stuffing it. That's mm -hmm. stuffing it. And Christopher West talks about, you know, um, uh, uh, the, the starvation diet of just stuffing, 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 starving. He talks about uh, the, the addict of just indulging, indulging, indulging. And both of those opposite extremes are not the healthy way to go but to bring it heart to heart, to completely open yourself to the Lord. So I think that if you want to know just one way, just how can I get a little bit closer to God? Start being more honest with him because he wants to hear from you. He loves you and be not afraid of where you need to go with it. And maybe you, you do need to bring it to confession. Maybe you do need to bring it, if you're a Catholic and you're listening to this, to the sacrament of confession. And be not afraid there either, because it's not, about a, it's not a sacrament of condemnation or of judgment, but of merciful healing, of merciful healing. And of course, we could talk about all the, how do I get closer to God? Okay, yes, you know, there's, you know, you know go to confession, go to mass, you know, read your Bible, things like that. But I, I didn't necessarily, not, of course, that's going to be a part of this episode but i think you really hit it from the very beginning I, I, as the second you said don't be afraid to be really honest with him i'm like oh speak more to that because i think that's where the that's where a lot of people you know because people could go to church people could pray rosaries people could read their bibles and they cannot be honest yeah absolutely absolutely sometimes we we we, we do all those things and we can just try to dress up a little bit too much for god and we don't get real with god and I also really like what you brought up, you know, about um, the temptations and, and the different areas that we, you know, struggle with when it comes to sin. And I don't know if you, one of my favorite books is Broken Gods. It's by Dr. Gregory Popchak. Mm. I don't know if I say the Popchak, if I say his last name correctly, but. Um, I know, I do know who you're talking about though. So yeah, he's wonderful. And um, I just love it because he goes through the seven deadly sins and he points out the seven divine longings. And so it's just so much more helpful when people can be honest about their temptations, about their sin and say, God, this is what I really want to do in order to get this need met. 
but God, show me the holy way to do it. Show me the, show me the way to do it. That's going to bring life, not death, you know? And so it's always, you know, and I try to, you know, always have this mindset, you know, raising children too, is to just um, affirm the God-given desires and longings, but just we're, we're need to help people realize the misdirected ways that we try to fulfill those longings and those desires, or we suppress them altogether and, and we live very um, stagnant lives because we won't, we won't give acknowledgement to our God-given longings and desires and pursue, you know, the holy, healthy, godly ways that bring joy and life and abundance, you know, versus, you know, we, you know, we, we can tend towards sin when we don't know uh, the healthy way. Yeah. When we don't know the healthy way, you know, you, you, you talked about desire and, you know, desire, sometimes we just hear that word and we think like, oh, well, that must be something kind of dirty. And I really can't talk to God about my, my desires. Like, no, because no, no, do talk to your, in, in fact, he is, you know, whether we really know it or not deep down underneath all the muck and all the, 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 the crap our desire is actually for him. Our desire is for, for, for love, for, for happiness, for joy, for peace. So, you know, whether, you know, as GK Chesterton said, um, you know, every man that knocks on the door of a brothel is looking for God. How, what, what do you mean? How can you say that a man that's knocking on the door of a whorehouse is looking for God? Well, because ultimately, although it's completely twisted and distorted Mm -hmm. and tainted, he's, seeking happiness he's seeking fulfillment yeah you know Mm -hmm. it's missing the mark completely missing the mark missing the bullseye but so if you could even take a desire like that a very sinful desire like that and say okay lord hey you know what this is what i want to do right now i because i think this is what's going to make me happy this i i I, this is pleasurable whatever it's like and just be being honest about it. And also I want to tell other people a very, very powerful weapon, a very, and it's extremely possible, uh, practical and so simple. You're going to be like, duh, duh. What do you mean? Okay. So one, how do you get a little bit closer to God? Be brutally honest with him, but two, two, okay. Have as St. John Henry Newman would say, and I'll explain what he means. Have a soul friend. A what? A soul friend. Another word for a, a real friend in Christ. Somebody who shares, ex- who, who is on this journey with you. Rachel said she's on this journey. Somebody who you could talk to and at least, at least have one person who you feel completely comfortable that you can tell them you that you i mean try you first of all you need to be able to trust this person that they will keep everything confidential mm-hmm. but we need to at least have at least one person but hopefully a couple people in our life where we could call them or text them and say hey um i'm really being i'm really tempted right now i'm really tempted to do this uh can we pray together i'm really tempted to do that um can we pray together because there is power in numbers jesus sent his disciples out two by two for a reason. And as St. Ignatius of Loyola says in his Rules of Discernment, when we bring something into the light, when we bring a temptation of the darkness into the light, the devil will flee. 
So a lot of times we're like, oh, I can't take this temptation. What am I going to do? And we're scared to tell anybody about it because we're too ashamed. We're like, well, I can't tell anybody about this. But there are power in numbers. Now, FYI, I am not saying go ahead and just tell anyone and everyone your deepest, darkest sins. Hopefully, the Lord will provide for somebody in your life who shares your morals, who shares your belief, who knows the journey that you're on, where you can be able to tell them anything and they can be able to tell you anything and you're going to support and encourage, and, and encourage each other. Because the devil try think about, think about a, 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 a lion or some other predator, right? Who are they going to try to attack? Right, they're going to try to attack the person at the all the way at the back of the line. The the small, maybe the the little the, the little cub or uh, you know um, the, the 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 person who got lagged behind, the person who's wounded. They're not going to go after the strong one. They're not going to go after you know the the papa bear who's like you know a thousand pounds. No, they're going to go after. Well, I don't. First of all, I don't know if lions go after bears, but you, I think you know what I'm saying. Okay, uh, so but if you're in community. And you're walking together. Rarely will they try and go after uh, a, a whole crew of very healthy uh, young animals. They're going to go after the weak one or the one that's lost, the lost sheep. And that's exactly who Jesus is trying to protect. Okay, so we need community. What did Jesus do with the lost sheep? He didn't just say, "Hey, I found you." I go, "Okay, there you go." He brought them back into the fold, mm -hmm. into the fold, because there's strength in numbers. So I don't know if there's anything you could speak to that. Oh, I, I, yeah, I love that. Um, and, um, you know, just by temperament, um, those are the, those are the friendships I crave more than anything is, um, you know, I can, I can talk just regular talk, but I like to talk about this sort of thing. This is, this is what really consumes me. And so, and it can be very hard to find people um, who want to be in friendship like this. But you pray for those people. If you don't have them in your life now, pray for it. You know, pray for God to send them. And, and, they, and they will, you know. And, you know, if we're married, you know, we should have expectations of our spouse that these are the kinds of places that we have to travel into together, the kind of conversations we need to be having. We need to be for, there for one another. Um, just the family unit itself, raising kids. If we can't talk like that, like this within our families, you know, we've, we've got a problem. Uh, so we really, we have to start building that community, you know, within our families. And then, like you said, having good friendships, if you don't have them right now, because there's definitely been times where changes throughout my life, I felt like I was going to be a loner forever, but I just prayed God, send me people, send me people I can do life with who want to talk about and, you know, you and find you more deeply and, and they will, they will come, you know, he'll put you together. <laughs> so they will, the Lord will provide, he mm -hmm. will, because just when I needed it the most, when I was truly lost and truly down back in 2004, 19 years ago now, he, I'm telling, he sent me an arsenal. Is that the right word? An arsenal? Is that like a lot of, I don't really know grammar. Okay. So, okay. um, yeah, he sent me, a, a, like a whole crew of amazing young people in my life back then I was much younger and, uh, a bunch of young people in my life and especially a bunch of young guys. And next thing you know, I'm part of this young adult men's prayer group called fight club. Cause we're fighting a good fight of faith and we're all yeah. together. And it, you know, so Without them, I wouldn't be here. Yeah. Without them, I would not be here. And I love what you spoke to about that you need to be having conversations like that 
if you're married with your spouse, I mean, I'm just talking, I wasn't even like thinking about that. Cause obviously I'm not, I'm not married. So I'm like thinking of a friend. It's like, yeah, like it might be uncomfortable, but you know, you and your spouse really shouldn't be hiding things from each other. You need to be able to hold each other accountable. Uh, you can obviously speak to that uh, more than more, more than me. I, you know, I don't know if, you say absolutely everything or you tell your girlfriend some things and maybe that's a whole other pop uh, episode itself or whatever. Uh, but certainly there's not supposed to be any skeletons in the closet, right. you know, and the, 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 the main uh, goal or task or responsibility of spouses is to get each other into heaven. Yes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> so yeah, very, very significant, you know, the, the one of the ways we can reveal ourselves to God is revealing ourselves to others. And, um, you know, that's one thing that I love about Catholicism is we have a very high standard for marriage. Um, there, there's, there's just a big difference between a Catholic marriage and what goes on in that um, communion and in that life than just a regular marriage. So it's, Wait, you're, you're, you're foreshadowing a future episode that I want to do because I really need to do an episode on marriage inside and outside of the church. Um, and I know it's not a comfortable topic and it's a sensitive topic. And, and I am going to be very, very sensitive with it because a lot of my dear loved ones are in that situation. So um, I, I'm looking to talk about the beauty in it and, uh, and, and things like that. But yes, you're right. There is a... a uh, marriage in the church, uh, it's a lot more than just a legal document. It's a sacrament, a covenant entering into something that is not only private, but also uh, ecclesial, uh, public um, in the church. So, um, and, the, yeah, and the Lord strengthens and blesses that sacrament because the two are now one. I mean, look at that strength. One of the most beautiful prayers I've ever, one of my favorite verses in the entire Bible is when um, to Tobit takes his wife, Sarah, the, the, the night of their wedding night and says, get up my sister and my bride. Let us pray together before anything else. He calls her my sister, my bride mm -hmm. and gets on his knees and says one of the most beautiful prayers to the Lord that I did not take the sister of mine because of lust and on and on and on. And so mm -hmm. I hope for that to be a major theme in, in the, in the, uh, in the marriage episode. Mm -hmm. Um, but so, listen, we're already at 32 minutes, so I, I don't know where it's at. Yeah, well, you're, I'm assuming you need to go pretty soon. Well, I should, but I don't want to because I yeah. love this and I really I, hey, hey, invitation. You could be, be on again, but okay. this was always meant to just be a, a, a simple, but I mean, this is not in any way an episode where we're going to go over every single way that you can get closer to God. Yeah, I yeah. think by saying one, start to be honest and uh also to have other people in this journey of course yes look john paul ii said that three things are indispensable three things are indispensable to live in the christian life one is prayer two is the sacrament of reconciliation and three is the sacrament of the eucharist don't see those things as what he's saying is merely obligations. What he's saying is that these are extremely powerful tools, weapons, uh, divine vitamins, if you will, you know, prayer, personal prayer, one-on-one -on -one with God and communal prayer to the sacrament of reconciliation 
it is a sacrament of healing mercy. You want to talk about your soul being cleansed? I know many of you are scared to go to confession. I know it. I know it. I know it. But you want to talk about, forget about uh, just a little bit closer to God. You want to get a lot closer to God? Mm -hmm. Make a good confession. I cannot emphasize that enough. And then guess what? The closest that we will ever be to God in our entire life Mm -hmm. is when we receive him in the Eucharist. Literally, God in in us, in our, our mind, body, soul, we receive him on our tongues. You cannot get closer to God. Then so you want to so yes, how do I get a little bit closer to God? Start talking to him. A great prayer. You want to know what is one of the most profound prayers ever said? Help. Yes. Help. Yes. I I, mm-hmm. I I not that John Lennon was thinking about that when he was singing uh help from the Beatles, but it's one of my favorite prayers. That song is a prayer to me. Mm-hmm. If you don't know the lyrics or you never heard the Beatles song Help, listen to it and make that your prayer to God because it is absolutely beautiful. So prayer, sacrament of reconciliation, and I'm telling you, you might say, well, I don't want to go to mass. There's too many hypocrites or, you know, the, the, oh, I I don't understand the priest. I can't understand his accent. The music is terrible. I'm not saying that those things are unimportant or whatever, and that only the liturgy of the Eucharist is important, but go for the Eucharist Mm -hmm. because that is Christ. That is God. Mm -hmm. Anything you want to say to those three things? Well, those are beautiful. You know, I, I, I guess a lot of, you know, some people have reservations about um, confession and I was a little uncomfortable with it at first too, because I wasn't raised um, in Catholicism. So my first confession, I had a lot to say and it, um, you know, I was very nervous, but that priest was beautiful. And he just looked at me because uh, I, I prefer to go face to face. It's just more human. And he just said, we all fall. And he, it, I just, I've never received so much mercy and it was just amazing. And, and just the Eucharist and the intimate encounter that just grows and deepens. I know a lot of people, um, it, you know, in the beginnings, maybe you don't feel like much is happening or things aren't changing. Um, but just stick with prayer, stick with confession, stick with the Eucharist. It, it changes you and you just give it time and you be open and it's profound. Can you hold me accountable to do an episode sooner than later on how to make a good confession and the sacrament of reconciliation? I haven't done an episode. I did an episode on the Eucharist, but I haven't done an episode on confession and that really needs to happen. And maybe even just a basic one on prayer too, but prayer is just a heart to heart be not afraid. And don't think like, oh, I got to read the whole Bible. I'm telling you, there's potency in reading paragraphs. Open up the New Testament and read a paragraph. Mm-hmm. Or a, a chapter in the in the Bible is not that long. Right. A chapter is not long at all. Mm-hmm. Hey, I'm going to read one chapter a day. What's it going to take you? Five minutes? You know what I'm saying? These are little ways that you can get closer to God. Mm-hmm. So, Rachel... I'm beyond grateful. Uh, I think this is a great short, uh, potent episode. We put it into the Lord's hands. Um, I hope to uh, have you on again and um, maybe your husband one day. Maybe you guys could contribute to the marriage episode or whatever. So, um, but the Lord has blessed me with your presence on this. And I think that your presence 
is going to be a present to the listeners and to the viewers. So be not afraid, people. Any last words, by the way? Final thoughts, as Jerry Springer would say? Uh, I don't suppose to. I'm just, I'm very grateful to have met you. And thanks for the opportunity, Father. This was really nice. Hey, and thank you for sharing my desire to do something on the theology, the Bobby, the body and Barbie, so good. Uh, which is going to happen soon. So pray for that. Pray, 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 pray. So, all right, listen, don't go yet. I'm going to end it, but then I'll say goodbye to you off the air. Okay. Okay. So God bless everybody. Uh, see you very, very soon. Thank you for joining me for a Holy Mess podcast. Please see the show notes in the description for this episode for more details and information about the topic and or our guest. You will find links and resources there to supplement this episode and help you along your messy but holy journey. Please also like, comment, subscribe, download, rate, review, and share this episode. I want to thank Mike Mangione for providing his song, Can You Love Me Falling, from his album Red Wing Blackbird Man, to provide for the theme song of this podcast. Finally, please note that while Father Paul Hoos is a priest for the Archdiocese of Newark, a holy mess with his holy mess podcast is not affiliated with the Archdiocese of Newark in any way, including but not limited to fundraising efforts. This podcast is purely the personal hobby, product, and evangelization effort of me, Father Paul Hoos. Please join us again next time for another holy mess of an episode. God bless. Yeah!